Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, still trying to work the ins and outs of this new fancy toy. You got it. One thing I was wondering, like, does this, does the music then go straight in? We don't have to put that in post like we used to? Correct. Wow. Well, if we're running... That's Should awesome. we talk about the sausage factory? No, no, no. The yes is fine. We Just trust me. When thing. that bar goes to yeah. zero, we're good. From the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. <laughs> we're the show that talks about our soundboard and brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer. Covering bicycling trains. I'm sorry, I cut you off there. You didn't cut Covering bicycling You're just trains. rolling with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, re- I'm really screwing up the intro. You're not. <laughs> I don't know. I take it as we're just feeling our oats. We're, yeah. Well, I'm doing this by memory f- for the first time in a long time. It's true. And you're succeeding. Wow. Trains in transit. Adventures and life hacks. And today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got a couple of things we're going to cover. We're going to cover some TNR. Yeah. We're going to cover some bike social rides. And along with social rides, we're going to cover... What was new to me, anyways, it's apparently not as new as I thought it was, but track lacrosse. Track lacrosse. It's not track. It's not cycle cross. It's track lacrosse. The best of both worlds. That's right. We've got Mariana and Jeremy in the studio this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, Swell. Let's start off. Tell tell us. uh, (laughs) We're here. We're doing it. We're not live. (laughs) Haha. Just kidding. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I, I, we always start, the, t, the, t, the big TNR fans, we always start with, have you been to a TNR? I have not been to a TNR in a <gasps> very, very, yeah. very yes. long time. <laughs> well, Because um, we record on Thursdays. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you going to miss it? It wasn't like that before. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we man. Could probably the catch sacrifices. It. We can probably catch it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, we definitely appreciate you giving up the start of TNR to come talk with us tonight. Sweet. I feel very honored. Yeah. It's funny because I just uh, I'm missing it to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you gotta sacrifice the love to talk about. To spread yeah. the love. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Exactly. Um, well, if you haven't been to TNR, it happens every Thursday of the year. It meets at the Salmon Spring, Spring Fountain at 7 p.m. Um, it's a group of people, say anywhere between. Uh, 75 and 250 people uh, gather at the fountain um, and we ride bikes around the city and yeah nice 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 you guys kind of go all over the city too like there isn't really anywhere in the city that i don't think you haven't been to yet i've only been on a few and i that's interesting outside outside of the west hills i would say i don't think there's been anywhere in the city where you haven't been challenge accepted (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to check that yeah uh and and we we will have to go where we have not been then (laughs) well maybe i'll clarify and say there hasn't been a repeated route that i've been on and what i've been on has been relatively few by comparison gotcha especially for as long as it's been around so one of one of the things that are that um that changed in tnr is that now we have guest leaders. So who, right. whoever wants to volunteer for to lead TNR can do it. Huh? And so obviously that uh, allows for the route to be different every time. 
Although uh, TJ, he's the person who leads it uh, most of the times, and some of his routes are similar. And when he leads the ride, they're usually very chill and a shorter route uh, within downtown area and so forth. So a little bit of overlap, but not a repeat necessarily. Yeah, I think that's a good observation. Okay. I like that observation. Yeah, well, it, and it's interesting because I... Um, it, we record on Thursdays and TNR like got put back on my radar, I feel like maybe six months ago. And so I'm that person who has checked the tracker. Like when I get when we get done with the show, I'll check the tracker and be like, oh, that's where they are. And, you know, we've had guests that are like, peace out, I'm going to go on TNR. And then I'm just like totally burnt out for the day and haven't brought myself to it yet. But it's one of those rides um, that I feel like has very much a venerable position within the context of rides that are led within portland like if you talk about your your top five or your top 10 or or something like that like tnr is definitely within that uh echelon of rides that you're like oh yeah i've i've heard about that absolutely absolutely and the people who make tnr and the people who come to tnr we've put great effort and work into making it friendly and acceptable and inviting, sometimes over-inviting. Mm. Um, over-inviting. I'd be yeah. curious to hear more about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we take we take great pride in just uh, having a great vibe and, and having people be happy there. Nice. Nice. What is some of the ways in which you, like, try to make this such a great vibe? Like, how would you explain great vibe? Um, it's, uh, this is my gonzo journalism right here. This is about as hard hitting of a question as you'll ever get. It's a pretty hard one. one. Um, I would say that we have a, we have a, a, we have a few rules. Mm -hmm. So, and they all, they all get, um, they all get told at the beginning of the ride. Uh, whoever is leading the ride usually yells out the rules for the new people. Mm. Um, so one of the rules is don't be a jerk, be friendly, bring your friends. Um, so we've just try we just try to have this uh, mentality or this. Um, mm, let me think of the word inclusiveness. Inclusiveness, but well, I'll I'll answer that question later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all good. If it comes back yeah, to you, yeah, yeah, just let us know. It's all good. Sounds how long good. have uh, how long have you been a part of TNR? I've been a part of TNR since the beginning. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you definitely. Get, so um, for the outside perspectives, for folks who've not taken part in P- in TNR uh, or who are perhaps from out of Portland, give us, in your perspective, sort of the rundown, like the genesis of TNR, how it all came to be. Absolutely. We've, we definitely, We'd like, I feel like we've, we've, like, touched on some of the, like, happenings in TNR, but we haven't gotten it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Um Give us your read on TNR and kind of like, what's the history there? Totally. Uh, TNR was born in May of 2015. Uh, Nathan Jones was making, was uh, leading back then a ride called Endless Summer Ride. And I I was new to Portland. I had just moved here. And um, back in Guadalajara, the city where I'm from, we have a ride that's very similar to TNR. It's called Paseo Ciclista Nocturno. It happens every Wednesday of the year. Um, and so I thought that with uh, with the United with uh, Portland being the the friendliest bike city, I thought that there was gonna be something similar. Mm. Um, so I looked for I looked for the ride. I went to every ride, you know, I went to the to all of the social rides that were happening there, like 
the pass rides, the bike club best ride, the grilled by bike ride, the、mm-hmm. uh, the midnight、uh, mid midnight mystery、MMR. ride. Yeah, yeah.、Um, back then, the I I forget that club that was associated with pass. They were pretty big, and they were they used to throw a bunch of rides too. Why? It's not dead baby. Not dead baby. No, it's not Corvidai. It was、no. uh, Barstow and why can't I think of it? The dropouts. The dropouts. Yeah, the dropout yeah. they yeah, had yeah, a bu- yeah. they they used to throw a bunch of rides and a bunch of bike events as, as well. So I went to all of them, but I noticed that none of them happened every day or one day of the week, every week、mm-hmm. of the year.、Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I approached Nathan Jones with the idea and the format. Of a ride that happens every every、um, week of the year, meets at the same spot at the same time of the day, and、uh, you know rides around, and then it ends at the same spot. Okay, so it's circular route. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's very different than some of the other large like、uh, occurrent rides. Like I'm thinking MMR in particular.、Uh, the The thing about that ride is, you never quite know where you're going to end、yeah. up. So it doesn't sound like that's quite the same for TNR. Yeah,、uh, there's there's all types of rides and different styles, but the idea is that if you're able to get to where the ride meets, then you should be able to get to get home.、Uh, mm. Because TNR is is、uh, pr- projected to be like、uh, user friendly, so people who don't really Ride their bikes too much, or know how to get around the city too much.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it meets nearby the max station, so even if you live, say, outside in Gresham or Hillsboro or、mm-hmm. whatever, you can ride、uh, the max and and the ride meets there. And、uh, theoretically, it should end there、uh, at the fountain. Gotcha. At, so forth. And that kind of feeds into the mission of making it accessible and、yes. like friendly towards、uh, mm-hmm. like any ability or any level of cyclist per se.、Yeah. Gotcha. So I approached Nathan Jones with the idea, and he loved it. And we actually,、uh, you know, we planned it for like a two month period.、Uh, back then, he was running a, a little bike shop called Ride Your Bike, or it's like his organization、uh, that he does his、uh, big races through. And so I would come, I would come over and visit, and we would talk about. the the TNR that exists in Mexico and we would talk about the concept and we would talk about the challenges that we would face and etc etc and so finally、um, one Thursday we just like launched it we、mm-hmm. made a Facebook event、um, he was like bring all your friends and <laughs> he brought all his friends and <laughs> there were maybe like five people in total nah there were like fifteen <laughs> nice. And、um, it's pretty good for a first. Yeah, yeah. 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 But、totally. Nathan Jones has a lot of followers.、Um, yeah, that's、mm. true. If you don't know who Nathan Jones is, he's a big personality of、uh, self-supported、uh, long-distance racing.、Um, he's a very interesting character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the TNR in its inception,、um, did you? Like identify within those first couple of months aspects from the cyclista nocturno that you wanted to bring to Portland, or that you felt like were, like, because you were trying to sort of bring bring a part of that from that which you、yeah. knew in. Like, Maybe, what what what? How did you mix and match, or like, what did you decide, and and sort of how did that process go? Mainly, what I wanted to bring was the format of the ride. Okay, because there wasn't anything like it. Uh, there were a lot of social rides, and they would meet once a month. And to me, that wasn't enough for the amount of people that live in Portland. 
So I thought that there needed to be something that made it every day, uh, every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, and then the the rights that do meet uh, once once a, once a day weekly or once a time weekly, mm-hmm. um, they're like endure endurance rights, like the mm. like the Savi shootout or the yeah. lawyers' rights. More sport oriented, uh-huh. yeah. like show up on your road bike and we're gonna go fast. Yeah. <laughs> but there wasn't anything, you know, in the middle. So yeah. that's that's the main thing that I wanted to bring. Nice. Mm-hmm. How did you feel like the reception was? Oh. I mean, t- <laughs> I was going to say, given to what it what it's become, yeah. I think that's a that's sort of a testament. Totally, to yes. no, no. Tinder just... speaks for for itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, people love it. Um, but let me continue with the story. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, we launched it. It happened for the first year, and the first year uh, we were lucky if we if we got like thirty five people on the ride. We would always count them, and back then we were able to count head head by head, and we would be like, "Oh my God, thirty five five people showed up!" And we would look at the Facebook event, and we'd be like, "Oh my God, seventy five interested people, you know, <laughs> so forth." And mm. so, little by little, it's been growing. Um, eventually, Nathan had to to leave to go race uh, the wor- across the world, uh, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, for a minute, I was also very focused on work, um, which is not bicycle related. So we uh, handed over the hand- handed over the ride to TJ uh, Timothy Baxter. And he's been uh, named the president of TNR. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, runs it and manages it right now. He's been doing a, a great job. Everybody's really happy. Uh, all, of the, all of the rights he's led, he, uh, he's just great. He's doing great. Mm. But the right now gets, uh, like I mentioned at first, anywhere between uh, 75 and 250 people. Um, we, get, we get the guest leaders. It's really yeah. good. I think the last one I was on was Terry Dublinsky's birthday ride. Um, so he he led that one, um, and it, Terry's kind of he's he's known in Portland. He's he's just got a great mind for for infrastructure, especially as it relates to biking and walking. Um, so he I would say like he had a good following <coughs> already, and being that it was his birthday, uh, being Terry, who he is, it was, yeah, probably on the 200 side. Yeah. <laughs> it was huge. What? It was huge. And it, oh my gosh, I just couldn't believe like how huge it was compared to, I think the time before that was maybe one of the 35 people strong, you know. And the attendees de- depend on the weather, of course. Mm-hmm. So during the months of June, July, August, we probably get even up to 300 people. Yeah. Yeah, it's madness sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome because all your friends are there yeah it's like hey no, it's, we're all it, together it, well and it's really cool just to see all of these people on bikes going through the street like i love one of the one of the great things about portland is that it's hilly i mean when you're riding by yourself it's not so great but when you're riding in a big group and you're coming down a hill and you can just see ahead of you pretty much to the horizon bikes 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 bikes, bikes. Mm-hmm. i love the bar people in their cars honking their horn like yeah it's yeah all right. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh that's another thing that surprised me that that um from the time before to the most recent time was just how supportive the 
everybody who wasn't writing mm-hmm. was like everyone around TNR was like, yeah, all right. We were riding through bars and you see everybody outside like, yeah, taking yeah. pictures and videos, sending it to their friends. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like your dose of pedal palooza, but like not even all during pedal palooza. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Totally. The very similar or very close to like, if I think back for the history of Portland rides, like critical mass TNR comes to mind as like the closest thing of the, Sort of continuation of that legacy of just taking over space it's and like claiming it. Pedapalooza. What's that? <laughs> pre-funk Pedapalooza. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Eleven so, month pre-funk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love it. Yeah. Um, so I actually have an answer for your question now. Okay. Um, so how we enforce the good vibe? We have, <laughs> I guess we. So we have the rules. We, which, yeah. uh, you know, don't be a jerk. Bring your friends. Be friendly. Um, and also, we the people who organize it and the people who are the closest, and I actually want to mention TJ, obviously, yeah. and Mark Berduski, um, Sole, mm. uh, uh, Alex, so forth. Um, we all have like these mottos that we just keep repeating, and it's like, uh, good vibes, be good, say something nice, uh, you know, be friendly. So it's just like this uh, vibe. That we just like make sure to have all the time and to to exercise it and to promote it. And that's how we do it, you know, just by being positive, by being the best people we can and by trying to t- touch as many uh, other lives as we can, you know, by yep. by riding bikes and being positive. Mm-hmm. For the positivity there, like looking at the Portland bike scene, is that kind of in counterforce or counteraction to some of the more like negative things that have been perceived about kind of like i I guess the exclusive nature of the bike scene within portland like you're you're doing a lot of positive things and i feel like in a way that's to counteract maybe a perception that some things are more closed off than they might be that's a great question uh but unfortunately the answer is no okay because uh, tnr is absolutely non-associated to any political view, to any religious view, to any, to no, no view at all. Yeah. TNR is about bikes. It's about Thursday, and it's about coming together mm. and using the roads to to bike. So um, the, the the negative things that exist in, in Portland, you know, I'm, I'm sure that we all grieve from them. But T- the mission of TNR is not to counteract it, or I mean, I guess indirectly we do because we're just happy and positive. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's definitely not the uh, pre- the mentality. Gotcha. That prevails, yeah. No. Awesome. Great. Um, so from your experience with the Cyclista Nocturno, um, like what was it like going from that environment into the Portland environment? Like do you feel like there was uh, a similarity or sort of a, a kinship between the two? Or, or, you know, do you look back on that experience and still see some things that TNR could explore? Or do you feel like one is its own thing and then TNR is its own as well? Um, wow, that's another excellent question. The Paseo Ciclista Nocturno, um, I think they're, they're going on their ninth year. Mm-hmm. They have, they're, they're huge. Uh, at the time that I was living uh, in Guadalajara, they were getting anywhere between 5,000 and 7,000 attendees. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's, that's awesome. almost like a tenth of Portland, <laughs> of the population of Portland. Um, so it's it, it was huge. Um, there was definitely, there's no point of comparison mm-hmm. other than... <laughs> well, in, 
is is the Ciclista Nocturna is that like um uh somehow sanctioned by by the city at all or I imagine like with a thousand people on the road like there has to be some sort of uh, infrastructural support Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um they they have a they have you know agreements with the city with yeah. the with the fire department and the police department. So there's a there's a transit police car at the beginning of the ride. And then I believe there's like two motorcycles uh, behind the the tr- the car or the truck, and then there's like a, a a team of staff or volunteers, and then there's the five thousand people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And throughout yeah. the ride, um, there's also there are also ride marshals who are just checking on everybody. And at the very end of the ride, there's a pickup truck um, from the fire department. Um, that will pick you up if you get a flat or oh, nice. whatever. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Because yeah. and and so one of the big differences I'm seeing then is is uh, TNR is not necessarily sanctioned by the city of Portland. I would say it's it's certainly tacitly sanctioned in that like you know it nobody's happens. nobody's shutting down <laughs> and but it's not like we're getting a, a police escort either. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be wonderful to have some sort of um, assistance because just uh, because some sometimes we've had encounters with aggressive drivers. Mm. That's the only reason why. Um, I mean, I think we do a pretty good job with people uh, blocking cars, like the corkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, people get in front of cars and stop them, and usually, if one person stops. Mm-hmm. There'll be two more people coming mm-hmm. on each side, and you're and, talking like corkers for yeah, okay, for the ride. Gotcha. So like uh, we'll be going through a corner, and the leader will yell out, "Hey, corker!" on whatever side, and one person will go, and you know, some people would follow him and stay with him, give him support, and mm-hmm. then they'll follow the ride again mm-hmm. once the end of the back of the ride passes through. Gotcha. Yeah, and they just rejoin, and you know, the the cycle goes on. Yeah. But personally, I think that the city loves TNR. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say at least tacitly, they they have kind of put their stamp of of approval on. Mm-hmm. It. Yes, I think so because uh, TriMet always let us go, except for the for the Max. Yeah, there's no <laughs> parking the Max. Yeah, uh, but other than that, they always let us go. They always wait for us. Uh, mm. The the police never seem to have a, a problem with us. And then the fire department, they always let us have our bonfire under the Hawthorne Bridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think they love Not us. Not sketchy I mean. at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the new beach down there, too. Yeah. So yeah, that's nice. Everybody just run and get their buckets and throw water at it. Yeah. <laughs> so if somebody were, um, you know, perhaps uh, coming into Portland or is in Portland already, but hasn't been to a TNR or maybe has heard about it, but but hasn't taken the opportunity to go on a ride. Um, do you have any recommendations for somebody to approach the rider? Like, what, what should somebody know for the first time that they go on it? Um, well, I wanted to, uh, to also mention for anybody who's new to the city or to TNR or to social cycling to visit uh, Shift uh, Numeric 2 bikes.com mm-hmm. that's the shift calendar website and you can find all of the social uh, rides listed in there and even some bike events it's super useful everybody should uh should go on it and uh join the rides and also you know make rides because there's never enough rides to, yeah. to go on but um how to come to tnr for the first time 
bring lights. That's uh, if it's if it's during the winter time, it's very. I advise that you bring lights. Um, and other than that, be friendly. Don't be a Sunset jerk. Sunset was at 4.30 today. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was freaking dark outside. Yeah, 4.30 p.m. Yeah. I was watching it on the Max coming back. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so early. Yeah. It's yeah. not even dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> it's winter, kind of. Um, but, yeah, no, come come to TNR. Um, it's great. Uh, people, if you if you haven't been, you'll, you'll love it. Anybody who comes to TNR gets hooked. Nobody <laughs> yeah. leaves. <laughs> and um, a- other very important rule, pick up after yourself. Mm. Uh, the leave no trace rule. Mm-hmm. And um, also wanted to comment about the th- the people who have stemmed from TNR and have done other rights as well. Would you guys like to listen about it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Have you uh, heard about the Tuesday night ride? Yeah, the Tuesday night ride. It meets. It's the Tuesday night ride or the Tuesday night adventure? Yes, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tuesday night adventure. Well, I was thinking, like, is that the same as, or is that a different ride altogether? Oh, no, yeah, the good Tuesday point. Tuesday night adventure. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I, I think, uh, I believe that the Corviday uh, Club puts that up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the Corviday mm-hmm. Club is also something that I feel like stemmed from TNR a little bit. Um, they're a, a they're, they actually uh, had their two year anniversary of their bike club. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We should Just get Lex last, and last uh, Soleil back on. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. we've had we had them on. Uh, oh, I know. I'm saying ago. we should get them back oh, on. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to sound defensive. Yeah, you did. No, no, <laughs> I was trying to state <laughs> as sorry, a fact we had them on some time ago. <laughs> no, no knives have been pulled. <laughs> no, we should have them on again. <laughs> like it's been a I'm while. Agreeing. I'd love to catch up with them. <laughs> I'm trying to agree. I don't know why that came out so <laughs> like it did. <laughs> we'll, we'll chalk it up to radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Tuesday night ride. Yeah, um, let me think what else. The Foster Night Ride. Okay. Oh yeah, that and that's a fairly new one. That's, I, I think so. Maybe yeah. like a, a maybe a, a year, a year-ish. maybe not quite, but not quite yeah. a year. Um, yeah, and I want also I wanted also to mention the Multnomah County Bike Fair that's yeah. coming up, and. Just be just be on the lookout on Instagram. Uh, follow everything you can, and pay attention. There's a lot of people making efforts to make events that are uh, like medium user friendly. You know, you don't have to be like super uh, super savvy on your bike, and you and if you don't use your bike too much, you're still welcome, and we still want you to come out and. But this this show is pro- probably not targeted towards people who don't ride bikes too much. <laughs> it's it's everybody. Know. You'd be surprised. Yeah, but I I don't say we would target ourselves towards anybody only yeah. because we <laughs> don't really like try. We have no target. <laughs> <laughs> We're just out there for people that happen to whoever, find us or tune just in. Happens across. Yeah. yeah, it it is what it is. <laughs> Did you use the internet? Then you might have heard of us. Exactly. No, <laughs> but I you mean may like not have. Well, I feel and like that's okay. I feel like. I hope we've always taken a perspective of like anybody can get into this. Like you don't have to be an X, Y or a Z in order to enjoy cycling. You can approach it where you're at. You can come from uh, any type of background and you can find some joy and some fulfillment and some love for the process that is cycling. Yeah. Add to the diversity. Yes, absolutely. And one of the people that have made efforts to make something really rad 
Jeremy, who threw a track lacrosse se- race yeah. series. Yeah. Track lacrosse. Great yeah, tell segue. us about track lacrosse. Oh. All right. So, <laughs> to me, track lacrosse is one of the coolest things that came out. So, basically, we take track bikes and we put them on dirt to do cross stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, you race for about 30, 45 minutes, just like a cross race, but you're just on brakeless track bikes. Mm. Brakeless. Yeah, brakeless. <laughs> yeah, no um, Single or to, uh, fixed gear. <laughs> yeah, I try to. I try to force everybody to go brakeless. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's some people that actually took off their brakes to start a race, and, <laughs> but I'm gonna go brakeless. And some guy actually <laughs> went brakeless fixed two days before the race. Oh my god! Nice. What? Uh. So how do you decide the route, and uh, you know, how did this come um, to be? Was was so, cyclocross just missing something? And you're like, you know what? This is missing. This I, is missing. No brakes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, let's let's make it a little bit more rad. <laughs> wow. So, uh, I've watched like online. Uh, everybody do it. You know, San Francisco. They were doing it. Uh, Gene Padilla. He started it from Resistant Racing about three years ago now. Mm. And my buddies back home did it in New York. And I was bummed because I moved there and I ended up missing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, I really want to do the one. Nobody wanted to do it. So like, I'm going to take matters into my own hands and mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Right on. And there's so many places out here in Portland where cross. You could do like a sh- little friendly cross race with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked about, there were literally like eight different spots I wanted to do. I ended up picking uh, four, right? Yes. I think it was four, yeah. Uh, Gateway Green, mm-hmm. I did two of them there. Uh, Fern Hill Park and Powell Butte. Uh-huh. And I wanted to do Tabor, but just just didn't do it because I didn't want to climb up there. And gotcha. Next time. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. There might be one coming out, so you guys should <laughs> uh-huh. come check yes! it out. All right. know, nice. Just like a little side event. I might uh, keep my brakes on, though. <laughs> yeah, no, um, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure we actually out. allowed uh, the WTF category to mm. use a brake. Okay. But I don't think that anybody did. Mm. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to include everybody. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, if you're pretty sketched out about being on track bike on a dirt, I would just be like, hey, you could go do a brake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Try not breaking, try not using it, and you'll see that you could do it. Like, it's, it's a pretty good feeling. Like, there's so much control there. Yeah. And you'll be surprised. Okay. Yeah. And they, the females, WTF, non binary people, were just chilling with the guys. Mm-hmm. They were just all riding their bikes, riding their track bikes on dirt. And it was, it was so much fun. Mm. Yeah. Even in the rain, the first one was oh, like yeah. pouring rain in the mud. I feel yeah. like that makes it like better. Oh, almost. You seen yes, it. Yeah. You they were so badass. <laughs> uh-huh. Everybody was just covered in mud. My boy Colin had a white shirt. And by the end of the race, it was black. It was just <laughs> yeah. all brown and like full of mud. I was, you couldn't even tell. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you keep like the. So I'm looking at your bike. First off, is this the bike that you use? No, I don't oh, okay. use that bike for track lacrosse. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at these tires. Those are pretty slick no, tires. No, that's okay. like my uh, Street Fixie Velodrome Crip bike. Okay, that makes more sense. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy uh, actually didn't race the series because he's no. the organizer. So. Mm. Oh, okay. He, yeah, had to, I, he had to be with the clipboard and making uh, sure everything was okay. I had to be okay. with the megaphone mm-hmm. screaming at people. <laughs> Go faster. <laughs> <laughs> Take my beer hand up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, it was a super fun series. Um, I 
the one in Powell Butte is probably one of my favorite ones because nobody really likes to go out there sometimes. Mm. And I feel like some people went there for the first time and they opened their eyes and they're like, oh, this place is freaking awesome and we could ride over there, no problem. Mm-hmm. And it passes Foster Knight's ride meetup, right? Portland Mercado? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. out. Like uh-huh. 60th. That's, uh, six, six, 72? 72nd and Foster. Yeah. 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 yeah that, was, that was where I ended up after a uh, um, a sunset ride. Mm. We had a sunset ride nice. up on Powell View, watched oh, the sunset. And, like, that's always a good and, view. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For, um, you're, you mentioned New York. Or, so what part of New York? I'm just curious. On the Boogie Down Bronx. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, ha- I always have to ask because I'm like, maybe there's a connection. Uh, do you know <laughs> Dwayne Burgess by any chance? Mm. don't know okay Doesn't cool sound familiar. I'm sorry. well like i said i have to ask because hey, it's a New small York world sometimes sounds, sounds yeah like there's a story here I don't oh know yeah he's uh he's a submitter to film by bike and he does oh, a lot okay. of um track and uh oh, nice. like fixed fixed gear out. stuff so he's got a youtube channel check him out he's great I'll definitely check him out yeah, yeah totally i'll probably be in there tonight making food like this is rad yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally no he's he's awesome um yeah. sweet um uh just a couple more things i want to say uh their PDX might be in the track lacrosse nationals. Yeah, so, really. In the whole, in the, not official yet, but okay. just like you know, it's there's in the works. <laughs> um, so there is like a nationals thing. Like you know, there's gonna be eight cities, three in the west coast, three in the east coast, and two like Midwest. And we're all gonna be you know racing. The winner from one of those races are probably gonna go to Atlanta, where mm. the nationals are gonna be in. Uh, June 2020. So Sweet. everybody should be on the lookout for that. It's going to yeah. be uh, like oh. a week long event mm. of like alley cats, you know, fun rides, you know, side events and all that leading up towards the race. And what's even more great about it is that there is two categories. And then in those two categories, there's two organizers. There's a guy organizer and then a WTF and B organizer. And they'll be in charge of each category mm-hmm. themselves. And um, just for anyone listening, like WTF is women, trans, femme, correct? Yes. Okay. And non-binary. Gotcha. Yeah. Everybody's included. Gotcha. Everybody. Yeah. Where, where do you guys think that the bike stoke is at right now in Portland? Like the Stoke meter? Yeah, where is the Stoke, stoke level? From a, <laughs> from a, level. a, a right I now, an outsider's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, like, so I will, I, to be perfectly honest, I was feeling like the Stoke level was kind of coming down. What? Yeah, I know, uh, I know. We're well, going to change all that. It, I'm, I'm old. And <laughs> no, <nah, nah. laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> not with that attitude. And, <laughs> and uh, hmm. you know, th- and then that, uh, that, article came out uh, or the uh the census came out saying you know like that uh uh bike commuting in portland is down like the lowest it's been in 12 years anyway so to me i can take that and really internalize that and go like oh man you know biking's on its way out but then like i have interviews like this and i talk to people like this and i'm like no it's not it's just mm-hmm. maybe bike commuting is at its lowest level but biking around the city like maybe not for work and yeah. this was something we talked about in an interview with uh, Maddie mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and why am I Sarah? Sarah and um, yes, this is the stuff. It's going to come back Maddie. to me in a second. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's, well, anyways, I feel like um, anyways the having a yeah having yeah, a conversation yeah. with them. They're like, well, people don't 
commute to work like they used to. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. a lot of people work from home. A lot more people. Uh, it's true. A lot of a lot of people. You know, their work is biking or you know yeah. as it is. And it's uh, a dream. there's there's a lot more rides that are happening that aren't necessarily commuting. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime, anytime I see like something like Corvidai or. Um, the foster night rides like these different there's so many more new ones popping up that aren't associated just Mm -hmm. with pedal palooza yeah and so whenever i see this i'm like okay so maybe the stoke level isn't Mm -hmm. as high as i as i want it to be but it's it's climbing and it's not it's maybe not as low as i think it is yeah it well and it's like you you Is it the media that you read and choose to like believe right. or buy it's into? It's whatever I internalize, right? Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the Stoke level can definitely rise up. I uh-huh. feel like the people who are very involved in in stoking the Stoke level mm-hmm. are, you know, I feel <laughs> stoke, like stoke, I feel like it's it a it's a, a a rather smaller group of people, mm-hmm. um, and. I feel like everybody should come out and try to organize events and try to be a part yes, of events yes, yes. and mm-hmm. come out mm-hmm. and ride. And, um, and one of the things that I'm, I hope will work out, um, you know, how things go in life where you have to shift uh, pieces around and make plans and so forth. I'm hoping to be able to put up a few uh, events next year in 2020. Yeah. And, I hope that they'll stick and also that it'll inspire or it'll motivate people to uh, do more events. And if you have an idea that for an event that you want to do and you think it's lame or it's a bad idea, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. <laughs> and Just put it out there. A lot yeah. of people yeah. are going to yeah. show up to it. Oh, my God. The noise ride. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Did, wow. Did I miss yeah, it I this it. year? Yeah, I, I missed it. November second. Yeah. Oh man, you no. missed out. <laughs> that it was so good. Mm. It was so good. It's interesting because, like, in I don't mean to lump Aaron and I into the same category here. You uh, can't. Good. <laughs> well, so looking back at like my time in Portland, there feels like there are different waves. There's different sort of like genres, and there's different like pushes for. Uh, change and for inclusivity in regards to the different like of options that are available and like i think that like sometimes it's easy to get a little bit down about what i might call like is the changing of the guard you know people who were doing this 10 or 15 years ago who are not necessarily in the scene anymore doesn't necessarily mean that there are not more people coming up and it doesn't even mean that those people are like out of the game but sometimes if one is not careful it's easy to read that as a discontinuation of a legacy that was where in reality it doesn't recognize that there are more things coming into the scene and more things coming to the surface it requires flexibility and it requires the recognition of of new ideas and concepts and sort of like people who are passionate within the cycling community um and i guess what i mean to say is like it could appear as if it were dying but if you were also to look at it from a different perspective it's very much alive and it's more about perspective than it is about actuality in regards to the health and the vibrance that we really come to represent in terms of Portland cycling scene. I have a, a small sample because I've only been here for five years. 
So I don't know what the cycling scene was like, uh, you know, prior to those five years. But I love everything that Portland has to offer. Pedalpalooza is amazing. Yes, agreed. Uh, there, there are many bike shops. All of the bike shops are also... I, f- I think that they're doing efforts and putting up more events. For example, mm-hmm. Golden Pliers. Mm-hmm. I feel that they consistently have things going on. And then Metropolis, they've started doing... their. I don't know for how long they've been doing the Friday night ride. Uh, they d- they've been doing it for a while, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is interesting, they, though, yeah. that you bring out bike shops because that's a new development that I think... Um, maybe as a result of VeloCult closing. Mm-hmm. And that oh. VeloCult was such a nexus of uh, people on bikes yeah. like to meet and yeah. like a ride could start or end there real conveniently. It was the spot. And, yeah, it, it kind of was, <laughs> it was the, the spot. spot. And when they close shop, I think that that vacuum was there and there were these other shops that sort of stepped up their game golden pliers opened up shortly thereafter and and you know not quite the same model but also making it more than just about the commerce of bikes and making it about the community of of people on bikes (laughs) and gladys bikes has always kind of had that bent but i Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. totally see them upping their game in the in the last few years metropolis totally up and upping their game and reaching out to community as opposed to like this is just about selling some product yeah yeah I, and that's the way i feel too very cool guys yeah, yeah with uh with golden pliers like it's it's one of those bike shops like i feel like you hear about like two three four times and then like i hadn't been there until pretty recently and russ and laura were actually visiting portland from our friends at pathless pedaled and there was just such an outpouring of community to them sort of showing up there. And I was just, I was like, it was like one of my favorite days that month was showing up. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, it's Aqua. Like, I'm so glad to see you. Because <laughs> Aqua's working there. And just like, I feel like not that there is like a direct one-to-one replacement for Velocult, But like Golden Pliers, holy crap, like... It's a sweet spot. (laughs) I really dig what they're putting on there. It's really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just great to catch up with folks and like, I don't know, be a part of the community. Yeah. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, If anybody is listening to this episode and is thinking about Thursday night rides or rides that happen on a recurrent basis... Given your expertise and sort of your experience with putting on TNR here in Portland, would you have any advice or guidance that you would offer somebody who's looking to start sort of a similar community or experience within their own towns? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I say my number one go-to is write it down. Uh, Whatever idea you have, whatever concept you have, write it down and then sort of structure it from your notes. So decide on decide on I guess what what do you want for your ride or your event to offer and then go from there. Um, decide on a on a day, on a date and a time and a route or whatever activity you want to do and then just uh, start talking about it and promote it. Mm-hmm. Put yourself out there. Literally. Totally. Like, uh, if I wasn't listening to Save the Track Pike podcast, I would have never 
done track lacrosse. Okay. Because I spend a lot of time thinking about it. Like, I want to do it. I talk to my friends. Hey, I want to do this. What do you think about that? And they'll give me like, ah, that's kind of sketchy. No, <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. And I kind of just got tired of it. And I was listening at work on day. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking do this. <laughs> nice. I'm going to do it my way. I'm yeah. going to make the course the way I think is going to be fun. And that's just my advice. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you got an idea, write it down. Like she said, talk about it. Just make it come to life. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have to do, just just do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. If you don't, it's just going to stay in your head and it's never going to come out. Mm-hmm. And it'll, you'll be surprised of the results you'll get. Totally. Yeah. Like, the stoke level after track lacrosse, after each race, it just kept on getting higher and higher. Because I couldn't believe that people would come out, and each time, like two more people would come out, and two more people would come out, mm-hmm. you know, and people wouldn't even be racing, and they'll still be there enjoying the time. Mm-hmm. So people want to come out to these rides. People want to go to events. Yeah, Just and I I applaud Jeremy because he threw all of his track lacrosse, track lacrosse bikes in uh, Portland parks. So I think I really like events that happen within the city. Um, that stay here because I'm a I'm a city kid. That's how I describe myself all the time. I love the city. I'd say that too. The city yeah. I love the asphalt. So much I love the noise. Yeah. I can't sleep without it. <laughs> so um, I would I I would say I would recommend that you use the if you if like you were asking uh, how to what how to motivate to organize an event. If you think that you don't have the resources. Like the space, just look at the at the parks. They are so huge, and they they have everything you need. That's a good point. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was crazy. I went to Fernhill Park one day. Mm-hmm. I love Fernhill. I actually didn't had never been to Fernhill until. And you would have never guessed that those tracks were there, because I for, we went on a Shirley ride, and I seen those tracks, and my track lacrosse race was coming, and it was not anywhere. The course was not near that, and I mm. saw that shit mid ride, and. Me and some of the Metropolis guys, we were riding it, and we're like, "Holy shit, this is here!" <laughs> you know, who put this here? Like, yeah. How long has it been yeah. here? And actually, it's, turned it's out kind one of a of hidden park. Put the time in, and he just rolled all the trails in in the rain, and you know, made a made a track. <laughs> oh, just kept riding that, yeah, over and over again, until over it. and over again. <laughs> huh. So, if you ever in Fernhill Park, it's perfect training for cross mm-hmm. track lacrosse, mm-hmm. any any type of ride in. And you could just connect any line. It'll make a new line, you know? Yeah. And you can use the whole park. It's oh, so yeah. It's so much to offer. I feel like with Fernhill, too, like, I, this is one of those things, like, if you're ever striking out on warm showers or a place to stay in Portland, like, you could probably camp in Fernhill Park and nobody probably, would yeah. really, like, I actually care about it. Forest stretch. Park. <laughs> <laughs> not a, not official summer. policy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying do it, but I'm not saying don't do it. <laughs> I mean, it's a cool park. I like it. I'm I love gonna it. pass. I love that park. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'd rather do it in Forest Park. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you gotta there. camp somewhere. Yeah, yeah. totally. But uh, Jeremy, um, it's interesting knowing Jeremy because I'm I'm on the side on on the very like social side of cycling. <laughs> I use cycling, or I love cycling, to bring people out of out of their their comfort zone. You know. Um, to to bring the the community together to interest the youth in physical activation is my favorite part of cycling um 
But Jeremy really likes to race bikes. Likes mm. to ride my bike really fast. <laughs> and do sketchy stuff on it. So um, what? Keep, keeping it real. Yeah. Why I love do you to like race to race cross. so much? Um, What's wrong with you? That, <laughs> that adrenaline rush. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, on, like you get into that section and you're coming through and like let's say you got a friend next to you. You don't even know he's behind you. He comes in and he throws an elbow and you throw an elbow. And you're like, oh, that's how you want to play? Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's go. And mind you, we got to get through the whole the whole field and other people. Huh. So we'll just go back and forth, back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. and... But like you respect each other for yeah, it. Yeah, we're just, just at a the, total uh, respect. There's yeah, like at the at the end of the race, we'll be like, "Yo, good shit, man. Yep, that was fucking yep. crazy." But there's that mutual, fuck. yeah, this sort of interaction. Respect, like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna lean on you. You're gonna lean on me, and we're mm-hmm. both not gonna fall. And we're and you're you know? gonna come out better for it. You know, we're gonna come out great. We're gonna go through the section. You're gonna be like, "Oh, okay, that wasn't so bad." Mm-hmm. But um, it all. I mean, the social well, side is great, mm-hmm. but. Uh, ever since in New York, it was just like you know competition, mm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. not necessarily say who's the fastest, but it's always when you see somebody or you're a friend, and it's just like you're going down the street, and it's like okay, it's on. Mm-hmm. So it was just like that's the uh, East Coast, I think. Definitely <laughs> 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 East Coast, yeah. six everywhere. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all that's good. Right. You know, it's just just how the flow is. That's how you survive in the city. Yeah, the East Coast, gotta, though, man. yeah. You can fight your way through every cyclist and car. Oh, but it's just like instead of uh, using all that energy, you know, in the streets, take it to like a track or right a velodrome, yeah. you know, and. I watched a couple friends do it, and I'm like, looks pretty cool, you know. I'll give it a shot. Um, probably way safer than doing alley cats in the streets, you know, cutting mm-hmm. red lights and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I started racing the velodrome in Kisena and just got addicted to to going fast. Yeah, uh, it, nice. It's like Sorry. you. Uh, I didn't know. You you got to get your yayas out. Yeah, right. You, know, you, you got to get gotta, it out your system. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, I got it out my system. I'm like, yeah, I, lo- I love this shit right here. So. I did mostly just alley cats and velodrome races back home. And mm. when I moved there, I really fell in love with it when I started racing cross. Mm. And, you know, raced cross at the middle of the season. And I'm like, yo, this is fucking sick, dude. Like, it's so sketchy, you know. Just go, <laughs> it's a whole bunch of people. And you got to get to the section that is made for you to ride it. But if you fuck up, you can't ride it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel then, like. Jeremy just has a dark plan, <laughs> and track lacrosse is the gateway drug to cyclocross. To cyclocross, and but, he's but just, no breaks. He's just like he he's he has an evil plan to yeah. bring everybody to Obra. That's just mm. oh man, if they would do it, <laughs> hey, I could run hey, that category. If you're I got you, if you're listening, Obra contact jeremy yeah like, i would gladly take up. over that category <laughs> full responsibility yeah but oh um, for sure the first time i raced was the track tra- lacrosse, track lacrosse. Yeah. i don't know if maybe i had done like an alley cat for the win- mini bike winner that was your or first cross like race that. Though. that was my first yeah. cross race i think you did alley cats before i think maybe yeah or other types of races but i didn't really like ever thought about it too much and I think that what's nice about racing is that a group of people gets together for one goal and they all work together for that goal, but individually and they all want to win. But in the end, like whoever wins, everybody's stoked for for yeah. the person who yeah. won. Yeah. But then everybody is like, we worked it as a team. It's like, That's we made great. this happen. Like, mm-hmm. 
doesn't matter if you get first, second, third. Like, we were all in this together. Like, everybody that came, they're the people who made it. Like, not just me. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. without them, it would have never happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So applaud them that's for a, coming out. And That's a really interesting perspective. Like, I never really thought of races like that. But, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah the race like, isn't just for I whoever takes it. first place. Like, everybody's got a race I mean, for the race glory. to happen. Yeah. Yeah, right? There's always mm-hmm. glory for first place. But right. um, if if you're racing, you're in the race. Doesn't mm-hmm. It doesn't change anything what position you are. You're in it. Like you're a part of the story. Yeah, and if you were ah. if you were to be the only person racing, like great, you got first. But yeah, like you, what's the fun in that? Yeah, like, there's no <laughs> way for you to go. It takes the it whole. It takes the whole picture. Hey, yeah. Jeremy's like, there's always glory for the first place, and I'm always the first place. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so sure. s- speaking of first place, maybe not speaking of first place, uh, you mentioned that you've got some projects for 2020. I'd be curious to hear about them. Yes, I um, I actually have like four or five different events that I want to launch in 2020. Um, so I'm going to do it through my little like Facebook page that I have. It's called Portland Urban Bike, which is actually a play on words because the initials read pub. Yeah. Mm. So when I first moved to Portland, I realized that alcohol consumption was a very accepted and encouraged way <laughs> to socialize. That's putting bikes, it lightly. Bikes and alcohol are like kind of like... Yeah. yeah. it was weed too. And, and like, and and like, a little bit uh, of weed now, yeah. <laughs> you know, there are, there are different uh, tap houses and breweries and so forth. So I saw that um, drinking drinking beers or drinking alcohol was encouraged and facilitated and, you know, celebrated as a, as a form of socializing. But I wanted to add a, a, phys, a like a physical element to it. I was like, yeah, let's drink. Let's get together to drink. But let's do it outdoors and let's be active while we do it. So I opened this uh, uh, p- Facebook page called Portland Urban Bike. And I started adding all of my friends and so forth. And in 2020, I want to... I actually already registered... Uh, Portland Urban Bike as a business name or a limited liability corporation. Really? Yeah. Wow. Serious about it. Yes. Throwing it down. And I'm even, I think I'm going to cut my full-time job to a part-time job so that I can put some time towards this uh, venture. Nice. Nice. And there are like uh, four different events that I want to do. Um, one is a race and then there's like a fast ride and then I'm thinking about a Saturday night ride which is the exact same format as TNR except I want to do a version where it doesn't stop because TNR has different stops mm-hmm. and it also has an end party right Sorry. and I want to do a version that just uh, meets and rides uh you know, at a social pace, but doesn't stop so forth. Mm-hmm. And I also want to throw um, a beach party series. Yeah. Because I feel like <laughs> Portland has so many amazing beaches. Like, for example, Broadham Beach, The Dock, Selwood Beach, yeah. and so many other spots. So I want to make, um, like, f- for the month of June or for the month of July, I'm organizing it and I'm, and I'm, um, I'm working on it. But I definitely wanna wanna throw a series of of rides that go out to different beaches of Portland mm-hmm. and have 
uh, maybe somebody bring a, a really good sound system. Uh, I'm thinking maybe the guys at CCC, yeah, Courier Collective. Oh yeah, there's a cool bike line. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they can bring a big speaker and you know bump yeah. them and bump the music and put it in a cargo bike. There's a there's a boombox bike out there or two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I definitely wanna wanna work on on some projects for sure. Mm. Well, I'm very excited yeah. about everything that you've got in the hopper coming There'll up. Yes, a lot yeah. more rides coming along with her too, because I'll be doing a couple other rides in the summer and a couple more alley cats in the winter to get us through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> need something gotta, to get through the feed winter. That. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There'll be like a short ride to the to the start or to the end. You know, because I feel like uh, we need a couple rides throughout the winter, mm-hmm. and yeah. that'll make yep. it fun. Yeah, you know, because. If you're not racing, you can work a checkpoint, make the racer do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's that's the challenge. Yeah. So I I will confess I love alley cats. Yeah, not cool. Not because I like to go fast, but I like to find shit mm. around nice. the city. <laughs> and and I yeah no, it's really cool. Like finding places that that have they're like in areas that I that I've known or have biked through and I'm like, Oh shit, like, this bar is right here. Yeah. yeah. Like, Whoa. There's a, there's a gallery right here. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've totally done many alley cats here. I'm like, Whoa, I pass this shit all yeah. the time. This is here. This is cool. as fuck. Yeah. 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 No, so, uh, there's, there's never any sense where like I come in and I, and I want to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I do a little bit, but who knows? I never, who knows? I, yeah, it's who a, knows? It's a bonus. <laughs> but, <laughs> I came this close on the, on the analog alley cat, but that's a different story. Oh, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard that one. Oh, oh. Yeah, that was over the summer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I never, I never like am there to like to like go the fastest. But I just love finding shit yeah. around the city. Yeah, it's mm. cool yeah. working your own route and then seeing some things that you always pass. And yeah. Like, oh wow, that's there. I didn't know. Had no clue. Well, uh, speaking of alley cats and finding things that you didn't know. One thing that our not frequent listeners might not know <laughs> is that our beverage sponsors for this evening are the Beermongers on Southeast Division and Twelfth. Love that spot. Yes, many many a spot. Actually, many a checkpoint on many alley yeah, cats. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, it's well, speaking of alley cat, exactly. That, yeah, yeah Kelly Cross. Yep. 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 Is, yeah. <laughs> super fun. They're they're in the vein. Um, said hi to Sean this afternoon as I was picking up our beverages. I happened to be drinking kids these days d-a-z-e and a wonderful label by laurelwood brewing company thank you so much for that beer what are you having mariana i'm having the dank brew is it dank it's it's pretty dank mega dank yeah all right 7.1 alcohol (laughs) very dank and it's by three magnets brewing company excellent thank Uh, you yeah hope i'm saying this right got claim 52 PNW Fresh German Style Pale Ale. It's five point two percent alcohol. Is that a Kolsch? <laughs> yes. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's right. I they like don't the have... idea of Kolsch. I don't. I, I don't drink beer. But cool. I, I like yeah, the that, idea. Yeah. It caught my eye, so I'm like, yeah, I want that one. <laughs> well, it caught my eye too because it's got a sweet label. <laughs> oh yeah. It's <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> it's sort of characteristic of me drinking the Lionheart. Today is the Ginger Fix kombucha. Mm-hmm. It's just what the doctor ordered. Back in stock. Just like you ordered. Nice. So thank you, as always, to the Cheers. beer mongers yes. for supporting the show. Um, very much appreciate that. And uh, Sean, 
let me know that if you are in Portland and you happen to be in Portland during Thanksgiving, they are open as usual. That's right. And they're doing their annual Thanksgiving dinner. So if you want to hang out with some folks and you might not have other folks to hang out with necessarily, you've got a friend and some family at the Beer Mongers to share an afternoon and an evening with. So go on down. Wow. This person that you speak of or uh, wherever you're talking about sounds like TNR who doesn't shout off for holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yes. TNR happens every so, Thursday of the year. So also Thanksgiving, huh? I, mm-hmm. Is Thanksgiving on a Thursday yeah. this year? I don't know, but I'm assuming Halloween was on a Thursday. Halloween was on a Thursday. Back to back holidays. Uh-huh. I think uh, maybe we had uh, Christmas Eve on a Thursday once. Yeah, I think yeah. we did that ride. We went to Pioneer, Pioneer Square. Possibly, mm. yeah. Yeah, with a tree. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, thank you to the Beer Mongers, as always, for your support. And thank you to our generous Patreon supporters. Uh, we appreciate your ears. And those who are not, we appreciate your ears, too. As always, thank you for listening. Um, something from us here at the Sprocket, we wanted to ask. Listeners, far and near, what do we do that you like? What do we do that you want more of? What do you want less of? How would you like the show to be or transform as you listen to it? Uh, as always, we love your thoughts. We love your comments. We love your insight into how we can make this a more valuable and enjoyable resource to you. So thank you for your listenership as always. And if we can do something different, something better, or something else, let us know. I'll even add a little bit onto that in that we are approaching episode 500. Yeah. Wow. If there are the big ideas, 50. Yeah, if there are any ideas out there as to how episode 500 should look mm-hmm. or sound as it were, I guess, this audio format. I have uh, an idea. <laughs> yes, we are totally open to any yeah. and all ideas. Um, episode 500 should happen live at TNR. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is on a Thursday. Well, You've yeah, got us there. There Thursdays. you go. Yeah. Just have like the old recordings by somebody's mom. Like, yep. Hey, yep. Talk yeah. to us while we're Interviews bikes. left and right. We'll be like, hey, Nathan, show up this week. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give you a microphone, buddy. Oh, that'll be actually a pretty good video. Have like interview with a microphone and a bike rider on the side. Like, Indeed. Yeah. Be like the good old days. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, Marianne and Jeremy, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Very much appreciate you sharing your time with us this evening. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody's looking to check out your personal or TNR-related work, where can they find you? Uh, there's a Facebook page, uh, thir- um, Portland Urban Bike. And yeah, hopefully I'll be able to spread out a little bit more and have a website. And there's also an Instagram. It's at uh, pubpdx. Sweet. Cool. Um, if anybody's interested in the track lacrosse stuff, uh, please follow PDX Track Lacrosse. Just like that. Very nice and simple. PDX Track Lacrosse. On Instagram. On Instagram. Nice. I will be making a Facebook page about it too. I want to continue doing uh, more of those races. And yes, please. if you're interested in the Track Lacrosse Nationals, <laughs> please follow Track X National Series underscore 2020. 
every nice. single update from every single city will be there on with whoever is participating. Should we uh, slide in their DMs with requests for having Portland host the Trackle Cross? Please, games? please, please do. You don't know how stoked I would be to have to be like in that. <laughs> Portland is like one of the best places for that. We mm-hmm. have everything that we need. Mm-hmm. Like it's all here. And you know, if you want to follow me, see what I'm doing, what's the next event or race or ride I'm doing, uh slowest biker ever. <laughs> yeah. Slowest biker ever. <laughs> nice. Cool. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you both so much for joining us this eve. Um I wanted to extend an invite, a very cordial yes. <laughs> very cordial invite to Nathan Jones, a cycling celebrity of Portland, to please come and join us at Thursday Night Ride. We would all love that. Uh, everybody would be so stoked and nobody could believe that you know he would he would come back for and ride with us so right and actually we would love for him to lead a ride mm-hmm. that would be that's everybody's dream that goes to TNR <laughs> I so, want that ride to be a long one <laughs> I oh, want to see what he has a, to it, offer Nathan Jones ride would India be the Pacific best. Wheel Race style long so please uh, if you happen to have any time on a Thursday night ride you know where we meet come out sweet Thanks. awesome thank you so much. Well, we got a few dates on our calendar, don't we? I think we do. Oh, well, let's check it out. All right. What? I love, I love, I love, I love don't, don't ever use that. I just realized I actually need the notes for this one. Don't worry, Tim. We will continue to use that with aplomb. November 13th is the Bike Parking Code update. Weigh in at City Council, courtesy of Chris Smith. Yeah, the second... Thursday of every month, the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. The first Friday of every month, the San Francisco Bike Party. The second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. Also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. Also also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. And the last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. The ver- the first Saturday of every month here in Portland is the Civil Unrest Ride. Mm-hmm. And every second Sunday of every month right here in Portland, speaking of that which we've talked about on this show, is the Corvidae Bike Club Ride. Go-go! And every Thursday... Here in Portland. <laughs> Every Thursday of the year, people. Yeah, we got to add that, don't we? Uninterrupted. Every Thursday here in Portland, the Thursday Night Ride, otherwise in known as TNR. TNR. And upcoming filmed by bike tour dates, we have Akron, Ohio. Keep it real. November 3rd, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. November 20th, Ashland, Oregon. December 4th, Bendigo, Australia. I'm wearing your shirt. Shit, I was wearing your shirt earlier today. December 4th. <laughs> P.S. Thank you. You forgot that you changed your <laughs> yeah, shirt. Yeah, it's just a, it's, it's, it's only a, 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 a mere filmed by bike t shirt right now. I, I took a bike ride and I got sweaty in your Bendigo shirt. Uh, Seattle, wow. Washington. So February 28th. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, March 22nd. Pittsburgh gets two. That it so does. Great. Hey, Pittsburgh's rocking it. Yeah. Kudos to you, Pittsburgh.
And now for... What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike. So this wasn't on our calendar, but it certainly should be. Comes from bikeportland.org. What? This is last week's, my friend. This is last week's. I didn't get a chance. <laughs> Let's just read last week's headline. Hey, you know what? Because it's still cause, happening. Because it's still going to happen. It's the still 15th happening. annual Bike Craft Fair is back with a new venue. Again, I don't think it's a new venue. I think it's an old venue. An old new venue. An old hey, new but venue. But you know what? It's, I still never got confirmation. Hey, you know what's happening on November 30th? It's the 15th annual Bike Craft, and it's also on December 1st. Oh, yeah. So if you hate buying presents, too bad. You should go to buy craft and you should buy some presents and you should support our local artisans. Please do. And uh, the locals. get some sweet stuff in turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I am in a higher income bracket this year. Oh, yeah? And... Um, I yeah, was yeah. given I was given some some limitations on bike craft. <laughs> <laughs> Only fifty thousand dollars this year, Aaron. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> no, uh, wait, a hundred thousand. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I'm only gonna bring one card with me All right. this time around. Big spender. No, I'm just kidding. Max it out. <laughs> yeah, max, max it hey, all out. Why well, have limits if not for bike craft? <laughs> Uh, every year I, I say, like, I'm only going to spend this much. Mm. And this year I, I was having this discussion with my partner, Anna, and uh, I'm like, okay, so I'm really, I'm only going to spend as much as I spent last year. And she's she's like, you say this every year. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that wonderful thing where, like, you both know each other at this point, And you both know you're going to go yeah, above that yep. level. <laughs> Have you seen the the episode of The Simpsons where he where Homer Simpson goes to the candy show or something Mm-mm. and he brings no. like he brings like a like a a a jacket that has like a bunch of hidden pockets inside. <laughs> so he goes to a, like a candy show Classic and he's just Homer. taking all of the samples. Yeah. <laughs> and so by the end of the of the episode his jacket is just so full it's about to explode. Mm. Is that what you look like coming out of the bike uh kind bike of crack in, fair? in the sense I come I come with empty paneers and, <laughs> and I, I'm leaving bike craft still strapping things to my bike with pounds on your or bike. is it all stuff for yourself? Well, no, no. It actually it's rarely stuff for myself. There's like one or two things I get for myself and then um this is I guess maybe my way of evangelizing bikes to the rest of my family is is like Um, well, last year there was somebody making, uh, kids clothes that were like bike themed. And so, um, all my cousins who had children, their children got, uh, bike themed clothing. Mm. Start them young. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Bike craft. It's happening. Yay. And if you have any headlines or news that you want to share with us, email to the spark podcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503 I think that's right. <laughs> I hope that's right. Yeah, um, we would love to hear your feedback and to be able to share your thoughts on air. Have we reached the part where I press this button now? I think so. All right.
can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. Pedal just as fast as we can into the morning light. Pedal just as fast as we can into the daylight. Pedal just as fast as we can into the night light. Pedal just as fast as the lake. From a number that sent us a voicemail, <laughs> which we will probably not put on air, we have a voicemail. Hey, Aaron Guthrie, it's Chris in Parker, Colorado. Hey, I'm calling because I wanted to share something with you guys and something that probably you all know, but I just sort of got, sort of had this epiphany. I love that word. Uh, so basically, here's the story. So uh, a couple days ago, while it was nice, before the snow all came into town here, I, uh, my daughter and I, my, my youngest, she's seven, we went on a bike ride down to the store. Went down to Home Depot, down to Walmart, and uh, to pick up some items, you know. So this is about, I don't know, three, four miles from my house. It's, you know, it's fairly straightforward. And my daughter had been asking me for a long time if we could go on a long ride. And she has her little bike, and I have my regular bike. You know, so we got all of our stuff together, got our backpack, and all the things you have to do when you go take an errand uh, down to the store, right? And actually, I don't do this very much even on my bike. Um, but it seemed like a good excuse where we could do all this stuff. So on the way down there, we took the route where there was a lot of cars, which was interesting, taking my daughter into the heart of traffic, uh, which is interesting, and then on the way home, we took, like, these bike trails that we have in my town. Um, so we went to Home Depot, got the stuff, went to, and as we are leaving, um, there was a Safeway right across uh, the little, I don't know, uh, water ditch thing, I don't know, there's like, a, there's like a drainage ditch. So we went over the bridge, went over there, got our stuff. And then we kind of went home. And when I was at Safeway, and I was putting my stuff in the bag, and you know, you're doing all the stuff you have to do with the bike, locking it up, and putting your stuff away, and making sure nothing's going to get stolen off the bike, all that kind of stuff. I looked up at the highway, which is right next to the Safeway, and it was totally packed with cars, like just completely packed. Because it's Saturday afternoon. And and I just thought to myself, man, I'm glad I'm on a bike and not driving my car. Preach. And uh, as we're riding our bike home, my daughter says back to me, she says, boy, Daddy, aren't we glad we're not in a car? And <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm really glad. And she goes, yeah, me too. So we rode home. At that point, again, we're on these bike paths at this point, so there's no cars or anything. But what I wanted to share with you guys and is that as a person who drives a car every single day and and as a job, I actually drive for a living. And it cuts off. Uh, Our voicemail uh, is limited uh, to three minutes. We should probably tell people that. Uh, <laughs> it seems prudent. It was like escalating. Really I know. It's like, and the point of my story is... Next week. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Submit another voicemail. Yes. Remember, Chris you're in Colorado, please <laughs> call us back. Continue Finish the story. the story. We want to know. We have to know. It's like a cliffhanger. And remember, you're not stuck in traffic.
You are traffic. You are traffic. <laughs> yes. yes. It's um, reminding me of that wonderful PSA. I think it was by, oh, Copenhagen or such that shows like the number of people that can fit into a space of a bus that are cyclists, those that are in a vehicle and those that are in a bus. And you're just like, oh, shit, like this is kind of it's, it's economies of scale, the right word. I'm I'm forgetting now. But yeah, right. I, I feel like. So I've got a I've got an instant print account and it's with Amazon, so I don't want to print anything with it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I just really want to print like stuck in traffic. You are the problem. Yeah, <laughs> you you are your guys. own you are your own angst. Please do that right now. <laughs> and talking about that, I don't understand how some people, you know, and actually, and I'm actually also thank you, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Thinking about Chris, who says he drives a car all the time, uh, how, how is it how how is it possible that some people that are car users get angry at TNR when mm. we are using the road? I don't understand how a person can't fathom that there are 150 people mm-hmm. moving. Sorry, we in need the, to in use the, the space road. in yeah. the space that would like if they were all if all 150 of you were in your own car, how much more space would you have been taking up? And nobody would be honking at us. No, nobody no one would, would care. They would just be like, "Oh, I guess I'm stuck in traffic with these 150 people in these that, single occupancy cars." That totally reminds me very firmly of our Sprocket podcast podcast palooza ride yeah do you remember that yes yes so it wasn't even that big <laughs> it wasn't i mean well we we got like i think i we mean got it like was a good for 40 us, maybe like, 50 yeah. people there's uh somebody on a motorcycle who very much had nothing to do with us as he like <laughs> weaved through us at about 30 miles oh an hour yeah, it was kind of scary intense. to be honest but like god damn uh <laughs> what is going on i like so my mom is in Louisiana right now and she left her car at our place and we're just kind of like putting <laughs> putting it up. I don't own a vehicle, but um, I have driven a little bit more this week than I have at any point in the last year or so. And like just it's kind of like an exercise in empathy when you like step into or behind a wheel and you're just like, oh, this is how people normally perceive this experience. <laughs> you know, just like. You know, I sitting behind a car and hearing like people comment about it. I'm just like, no, it's fine. They're all right. It's a double yellow. I don't need to pass them because it's 20 miles an hour here. If they want to go that speed, they can go that speed. I'll get there just fine. But like, you know, that doesn't necessarily extend to your average commuter or such. So, or just your average road user. Sure, your average vehicle a, a driver. Um, so I feel like like Chris, Chris, I'm assuming. And, and like I feel like is demonstrated has a has a great amount of empathy towards like multimodal transportation and in regards to TNR like God wouldn't I be like the first person to be like yeah booyah like bring it on like I'm happy to wait because look there are way more than one person having a great time and taking the right taking the ownership of what is literally our public space. And you know what is funny? If you get back to w- when, if you get back to uh, car users with their same arguments, 
because some interactions or I would say alter altercations that we've had with car users in, on TNR, mm. the reason what they tell us is that they tell us get off the road. And if you, you don't pay your same, taxes, yes, we do. <laughs> if you just <laughs> you use the same argument, uh-huh. Actually, uh-huh. Yeah. it becomes a, 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 a it becomes nonsense. So mm-hmm. if they yeah. tell you get off the road, you just tell them no, you get off the road. <laughs> and then what? No, you get off the and road. Then, and then they'll tell you use the bike lane, and and then we're like, we are using we're the bike lane. This, this is the, the whole bike. thing yeah. is but a bike lane. We are sitting in your car. Gosh. Okay. Like, so. You shouldn't be here. And I'm like, and just be like, no, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> and it's like your yeah. arguments make no sense. Ha- car users have no arguments that mm-hmm. make any sense. It's it's entitlement at its, at its finest. Uh, it's so interesting because like, so just as a exclaimer of my week, I was down on Hawthorne and I did drive down to Hawthorne Avenue and I went to cross and I went to cross on a intersection that was not more than eight blocks from where fallon smart was killed about two years ago and i feel like in some ways nothing has changed because i put my arm out i put my leg out i put my body out and people are still zooming down in a 20 mile an hour zone at 35 and i'm just like so we were we were talking about like bike resurgence like new new crowd or like enthusiasm or like stoke right about about how things can be like let's not talk about how things are necessarily but let's talk about like the future what what does that possess uh and and i had this like very like existential moment of like all right well i could literally step out and get hit and killed right now to prove a point or i could just hope that people will slow the fuck down on hawthorne and realize that this is a residential street but at the same time, like, I don't know, bits and spurts, small moments, like putting putting my whatever like amount of privilege I have out there as like a body part that says like, nope, this is a crosswalk. It's legal in Oregon. You are required to stop. And yeah, you flipped me off and honked at me, but like, I'm still going to walk across this goddamn street because that's what I believe in. I feel like it's important to put yourself out on the line every now and then. And so I appreciate TNR for doing that every single week. Bikes in the streets. Yep, totally. We don't have crit mass. It's a road. It's not a vehicle or road. Yep. It's a, it's a road. freaking road yeah. to exactly. get from A to B, whatever, <laughs> however you choose to get there. Yes, absolutely. And uh, at the end of the day, chips on the table, that's what I believe in. Same. Amen. Well, I believe we've reached the end of all things. In owning and riding a bicycle. For you are now an operator of a wheeled vehicle. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. <laughs> that's that's nice. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you both so much yes. for joining us this evening. Anytime, man. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. I look forward to waving and saying hi to you in Portland as we bike about. At TNR. Yeah. Are you are you gonna join tonight? Are you gonna, you gonna c- catch up? Catch back I mean, in? See what time is it? Probably catch it. Nice. I I want to as well. Bikescum.com. <laughs> yes, the tracker. Bikes. No. Bike scum. <laughs> <laughs> I get tracker. where you're I get where you're going. This is not weird at all. Scum.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see where they're at. For some reason this. It says they're at Fred Myers in downtown right now by Burnside. I believe it. 
Yeah. In downtown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, it's like so, off, yeah. Oh, you got the, you got it right oh, there. Oh, no. no I, but sh- oh, are you kidding? I, I can pull it up right now. But yeah, I think, yeah, they're in the <laughs> shopping mall in Fred Myers. I believe it. Um, yeah, Burnside. You're talking like up uh, 18th or 19th yeah. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, you've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Sparka Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, as is now a new yet old tradition, in what spirit would you like us to read our exit credits in, if any? Should we pretend that we're sick and coughing? Sorry, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're great. You're great. Morgan Freeman voice. Morgan Freeman? Oh, shit. Like Shawshank Redemption style? (laughs) Hit it it with anything you got. Okay. I wish I could tell you. I will do my absolute best. (laughs) All right. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's getting real. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio. Thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at sprocketpodcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Kurt Bird for our headlines sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors, Shadowfoot, Katharina Melamgard. Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lee, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who Let- is a time traveler, who is, who has always been time traveling, Dave Nose, Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who is sitting right next to me. What? Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regranary. Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Nathan Poulton. Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy. Jeremy Kitchen, David Boulay, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, EJ Finnerin, Brad Hipwell. Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom. Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris, Chris Barron. Barron, Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite, Ryan Morrow, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Morgan Freeman, I have no clue. Pretty good. Pretty good. Marshall, Paula, at Funitake Cyclecraft. Philip M. Spartan Dale, no relation. Mr. T, who never really left. Good to see you last week. Bike Initiative, Kiwana, Sarah G. Adam D, Go Dig a Hole, Beth Hammond. And Greg Murphy. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now, brush your teeth. And go to bed. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. I feel like you've been practicing that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little bit.